Thank you for joining us today on the Vision Church Podcast. Our mission is to lead people to Christ and help them live out God's vision for their life. Our teaching team has crafted a message that hopefully can encourage, inspire, and also challenge you on your walk. Make sure you subscribe so you never have to miss another episode, and we hope that you enjoy the message. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your presence in this place. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We ask, Lord, that you will do what you do best, and that is to glorify Jesus Christ. This place is ready for your touch. Our hearts are presented before you. Our bodies are laid before you. And we ask, Holy Spirit, as you will bring your word, let us stir our faith today to receive the promise that Jesus already gave us on the cross. Lord, we take it today. And we choose to believe that what you gave us as a promise on the cross, we will take it home with us today. And we thank you in gratitude for being who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to tell you a story about a woman that I learned what we need to do when we need healing. Remember one time I was ministering in a church. And as I was ministering, I saw this young, young girl start to walk in the middle of the aisle coming to the altar. She had a blue, some type of boot on her foot. And with her crutches, she started to walk towards the front. I wasn't sure what was happening until she gets on the front and I hear her crying. And I says, well, what is wrong with you? This is doing the service. And she says, I, I, I have a tournament. See, I've been training all my life as a ballerina. And, and right now, doing practice this week, I broke my toes. All my life, I've been with this opportunity to go and, and, and train and in this tour. And now I cannot because of my toes. Years of training or sacrifice, but, but I need to do something. And I'm looking at her. I'm, everybody's looking at this young girl. She goes, but, but I need to believe. I choose to believe. Do you believe what you're preaching about this Jesus that heals? I says, yes. Then ask him to heal me. I receive it today because I know that the Lord could heal my toes. So I stop preaching. I go to the front. And I see that she's having this boot. She has dividers in her toes. And I says, do you believe that Jesus Christ could heal your, your bones? And crying with tears, she goes, I do. I do believe. Because even though it's just for a ballerina, for, for a tour, a desire, I know that he loves me. And I know that he can. So I says, that makes two of us. So I prayed, and I removed the dividers of her toes that were keeping them straight. And I said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, bones go back to place. And as I blew into her toes, she screamed, and her toes began to move. And when her toes began to move, I said, do something you couldn't do before. She removed her, her little blue boot that the doctors have given her. And in front of the whole church, she did a ballerina move 
and she stood on the four toes that were broken just then. Now what took this young lady was the risk to believe. Pastor Meg just, just showed a precious illustration. You want it, you must believe to even open the bottle to take what's inside. This young lady took the risk to believe, I choose to believe and take what's in there, not knowing what was going to happen. And the Bible, we have a story such a way. A woman that finds herself in the middle of a crowd of people that if they found out who she was, they would have stoned her. Because unfortunately, her type of disease made her disqualified, unworthy, even unclean upon those. And if she was around people, they would have stoned her because she was touching them. But this woman with an issue of blood for 12 years needed to choose to believe. But how? How can you find the courage like the young lady, the young girl who walked to the front to say, you know, this is not life-threatening. But God loves him so much that he cares that I want to do this ballerina tour. That he will heal my toes to such do it. Like the woman with the issue of blood. How was it that she took the risk knowing that they could stone her? Well, that, my friend, only happens when you find yourself with compounded faith. How do you have compounded faith? The Bible says that on Mark 5, 27, 28, Mark 5, 27, 28, it says, And when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him and the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. The Bible says in verse 27, and what she heard about Jesus. What is it that we have heard about Jesus? What is it that we have heard that makes us? Because in our mind is how we were prepared to receive. It is us, my dear friend. You came here today, why? Are you expecting, why is it? Well, this woman, I tell you, it was the compounded faith that she had. Because what? She heard. I believe that she heard that in those moments, she heard about how Jesus, deep inside upon those, how, how he healed those, one of the paralytic man that was brought down for the house of four friends, and they heard, you're telling me people stay quiet? My goodness. Twitter didn't exist, but they were tweeting. Did you hear that Jesus healed a man when four friends broke the roof? Oh, my goodness, she could start hearing. Do you think that she heard about how Jesus healed a leper man when the leper says, Jesus, I know, but are you willing to heal me? And Jesus said, I am willing. I am willing. And he meets in front of every single person there, knowing that this leper man, no one was supposed to touch him. Jesus touched this leper man, and his skin began to reverse and restore. Oh, they start to hear. It's important what we hear because faith comes by hearing the word of God. And Jesus is the word. Deep inside of her, she started to build this faith inside her. They, they start to compound because she also heard about the lame man and the, and the poor Bethesda. 38 years yet, Jesus said, do you want to be made well? He said, yes, Lord. The Lord healed them. 
all this start to grab inside. Why is important? Because there's power in testimony. What Pastor Matt did here was important for you to hear that, yes, he still heals today in America. The Lord is the same God that he heals. I've seen with my own eyes in a crusade, babies who cannot talk, who do not know Jesus, have tumors in their stomach all of a sudden disappear. By the faith of the parents presenting them, can you pray for my child? And I'm not saying disappear. I'm talking about completely deep in time. As you touch the tumor and the tumor goes back inside into the stomach and disappear. When we're in Trinidad, we're praying for people who believe in thousands of God and Jesus, not even one of them. Yeah, when we did the altar call for healing. You see, we hear, we pray, we preach about accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior and then pray for healing. But overseas is the opposite. We pray for the healing first and then the one that healed you, do you want to receive him? So we opened up in the, stadium, uh, in the area in Trinidad and we welcomed in a village and they brought this old lady that was blind with a, with a huge hump uh, 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 on her neck that, called her, that made her bent over. When they brought her up, they said, you said that we could pray for healing. I go, can your God heal my grandmother? There in the midst of all those Hindus that were there, we rebuked that sickness and disease upon her eyes. You know why? Because she might not know the creator, but I know the creator, the creator eyes. And if we choose to believe, you see, we have drawn more and more. I love that song. I love that song. Why? Because that's compounded faith. When you draw the testimonies, and because I've seen ballerinas do and move after broken toes. When I've seen people be here, tumors disappear. Why not, Lord? Why not today? Why not for you? And there, in that moment, we rebuked and we cursed whatever was causing the blindness. And we cursed the blindness out of this old lady's eyes. In Jesus' name. And when she opened her eyes, she was able to see the floor. And when she saw the floor, she got so scared that she lifted up and the bump in her neck went inside and disappeared. It got to the point that she went back. And she brought all the Hindus of the, of the village to hear about the Jesus that healed the old lady. I'll tell you, my dear friend, that is testimony. Drawn inside. I said, oh, what well, that has done. I've seen many things. I've seen in Georgia where a lady was after an accident and she had a disc that was misplaced. Nine complete months in pain. But she was hearing how God was healing other people from disc, other people from back injuries. She started to heal, and more and more she heard, more it was compounded to receive. So when we made the prayer, she came to the front. She goes, how do I know that he will heal me? And goes, have you heard that Jesus healed others just with disc, just like yours? Yes. Then he is the same God of them and you. Come and receive your healing. Remove your crutches and there. Remove the crutches, and she took two steps, and she started crying. She goes, it hurts. And she goes, one more step. And after the third step, the disc that was misplaced went back in. The doctors and all those that were there present from the, came up, and they started to feel, and she started to move, bend, and things that she couldn't do before. That was in Georgia. When we were in Indiana, just recently, we received, uh, two weeks ago, a text from the pastor from Indiana 
These are things that are occurring right now in the United States. Right now, our God. A man came up and he had a ball stuck in his, in his jaw. He goes, I'm, I'm scared that it's cancerous. I don't know what it is. Can you pray? And we rebuked every single cell because God is the creator of our cells. And he knows what doesn't belong in our bodies. So we start to evict in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? Because as Pastor Meg said, he already paid the price. It is up to us to receive it. But we must believe. And I told this man, it goes, it goes, do you believe that Jesus will heal you and remove that that is in your neck? He goes, yes, I do. So I placed my hand on the neck and I cursed everything that was drawing, even cancer cells that were any there in Jesus' name. And we commanded that to leave. Well, he still had it. He went home. But it took within a week. And he sent a text to his pastor. The pastor sent it to me. He goes, right now, he says that he's going to go just to take a look and remove because it's the size of a pimple right there on the side. It started to decrease every single day. It started to decrease to that point. And you know what? It's going to disappear by next week. Because the Lord does not do things halfway. But why is that important? Because just like you could increase in faith by compounding by your receiving, do you know you could do the opposite? You could have compounded unbelief. How? All of a sudden the doctor tells you, oh, you got a little spot there. Instead of you compounding on how God has healed spots of other people, what do we do? We start Googling it. And just as you hear increases and compounded your faith, all of a sudden you could also compound unbelief. I've heard many people make things worse than what they have received. All because what they're receiving is, is unbelief of what they're hearing on the internet. Can you imagine this woman? This woman was, the Bible says, that she stood there in the midst of all those, taking the risk, for she told herself after she heard about Jesus, and she came behind him. See, there wasn't a spectacle. She knew inside of her that she told herself, if I only touch the clothes of Jesus. Only touch. I don't need him to come to my house. I'm going to him. And there's some times in our lives that when we are in need or in want, if we are in a position, say, Lord, I believe. I go to you. I go to you. That's what he tells us. It's important for us to learn how to ask him. He is a good God. He is a one, a good father. He knows the needs of you. But go to him. And say, Lord, I believe that you died for me. Not only for my sins. Because one of the languages of Jesus is healing. You see, when Jesus died on the cross, he took every sickness and disease onto his body. And the salvation is called zozo. And salvation of zozo, it means that it is not only of salvation of the forgiveness of sin, but also of deliverance of any infirmity. Deliverance, healing, all that is given to you and to me. My dear friend, this woman took that into her. I believe that it is important for us to find. If there is a sickness in you, you must believe, my friend. And if you need help, then try to find. Because there are thousands of thousands of people who have been touched by God. You're not the only one that has gone through this. 
You're not the only one. If you're watching, you're not the only one experiencing sickness or infirmity. You could find people that have been touched by God. You know how I know that? Because there have been many people that have told the opposite. Oh, I got this, and they report it. I'll tell you, this woman knew I'm not leaving this place until I leave without my miracle, with my miracle. Bible tells us that within that <clears throat> statements that was compounded in her faith, she stood there knowing, why would he heal me then? Knowing that he himself was about to go in and break one of the laws where all that man was placed, that because she was unclean, no one could touch her. But why? Why did she was so confident that Jesus would heal her? Well, it could be that she heard statements like in Matthew 14, 14, that states, and when Jesus went out and he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sickness. My dear friend, sometimes we, we don't put that much trust in the compassion of Jesus. You know, he understands your pain. He understands what you need. He understands what's going on. But we must understand also that he already paid the price for healing. That's why when he tells us, when you do the communion... When you take part of the communion, the only thing that you're doing is remembering the cross of Jesus Christ. And what did he pay the price on the cross? That's what Peter tells us, that that's why by his stripes we were healed. It is a given that the Lord Jesus is compassionate for us. That's why he stayed on the cross. Having all power, dominion, and might, he could remove himself or call the legions of angels to remove him. Yet he chose to stay there. Why? Because he was compassionate. Jesus was compassionate because he knew that you and I would never have salvation. We could have never seen him in heaven. We would never be forgiven. More than that, he knew that no one would be healed. That he himself had to pay the price. And take our sickness and disease for us to receive it. I believe that what motivated her is that he had compassion. If the Lord had compassion to others, then of course Jesus will have compassion. For many questions is, why is it that so many American Christians don't be healed or see the miracles? It's because we have a lot of options. When we have a lot of options, when I was in Oaxaca, Mexico, last December, I was up in the mountains, and it takes 11 hours to drive down the mountain to get to the nearest clinic, 11 hours down the mountain. A lot of them, they, they, they perceive, if they, if they receive of any sickness, they have to believe that their Jesus that they're hearing about will heal them. There was a man that his, his stomach was erupted because of a, a, of a urinism, and inside of the intestine, it bursted, and he needed, he needed to leave. But 11 hours down the mountains, he was not going to make it. So instead of taking them down to the hospital 11 hours away, you know where they took him? They took him to church. They took him to church. And they, they, there was no doctor, there was no nurses, but you know who they were? They were believers. There were believers that says, for this time shall follow those that believe. And who believe in Jesus Christ and the power of healing. And all of a sudden, you see all the old ladies coming up to church, boy. And the old ladies are laying hands and rebuking. And they're commanded. And they say something that you never heard before. He said, they spoke to his intestine. Intestine. 
You shall go back and be restored in Jesus' name. And he said that he started feeling a warmth, like a warmth cloud was placed on him. Like a blanket, those electrical blankets. And all of a sudden he felt a warmth on his body. And says, there's something, the pain disappeared. Well, they did take him. He knew something has erupted. He goes, well, there is some type of scar in your, in your intestine, but it's restored. How, many, how, how long has it been? He goes, yesterday. <laughs> You're telling me that in the top of the village in that mountain were not changed by that? Of course they were. They were impacted by what God did to someone that might not, no one might know, but God knew his name. And they understood the power of unity and prayer. They understood that Jesus paid the price. And maybe they could not go on time and he would have died. But you know how many people in moments like that have believed? In Africa where, where it, it takes longer in areas. In many of the countries, just one and one was Sudan. And Sudan was, it took three days to get to the nearest clinic. Three days on a car. And I remember one of them that they took him to a pastor who had a heart. There was no electricity, but he believed Jesus. And there, there was a problem happening to a, 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 one of these little girls. And there's prayer. He said, God, I don't know what to do. He says, Lord, I know you could do it. And he put his hand and the skin opened. He took the tumor and pulled it out. Blood was coming out. He says, now pray for healing. Pray to close it again. And they placed the hand and it went back to normal. Now, I understand if he could make it up, maybe another. But when a village is talking about, well, God opened this girl's thing, took out the tumor and put it back, then there's something happening. They're great liars. Oh, we have a great God. The things, compassionate. The compassionate. See, my dear friend, we must take into ourselves that everything is possible. Everything is possible. And I know that it will take risks because the Bible tells us that she stood there telling herself. It, it, it was beyond motivational talk. She understood they're going to stone me once they find out if this doesn't work. If Jesus does not heal me, I'll be stoned. It took that risk. It took that motivation. It took everything in her to say, it's Jesus or nothing. I choose Jesus. I choose to take risk. We have to take, my friend, believe even the unknown. See, like medicines that people take and the side effect have completely destroyed them. Her friend who took a, 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 a pill and the side effect damaged something upon his system. Then they took him to the hospital because his body reacted to it. And they were trying to save him from a medicine that was supposed to heal him from something else. I'm not telling you, my dear friend, not to take your, your vitamins or, or, or your prescription, whatever it is. What I'm saying is, what if there is something better? I tell you, there is. But it's easy for us humans to just open up a bottle and say, Lord, I choose to believe. I choose to believe. The Jesus that she was standing, looking at, Jesus is there. And he's here, he's willing to stir, he's willing to touch. You know why? Because I also know him. I pray for many people, and I've seen many come to Jesus, receiving of the healing of God. Many who did not know his name. A couple of years ago, when we planted a church in Pakistan, 
Well, and a group of, of the church was planted literally by sending up a bed sheet on the wall of an empty building and broadcasting it through Skype. We decided to do a healing service to reach out that village of Muslims. And as I was preaching about Jesus, I started to, instead of doing an altar call, I started to draw and says, if you are sick, please come, and we want to pray for you. Now, it's 2 o'clock in the morning, Sunday, my time, where it's there 11 in the morning. And through a Skype, two different countries, different time zones, but the God of no time is present. And I prayed right there as I was, I was laying in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You see, if we go to come to church, if we go to tithe, if we go to worship and lift up our hands, then at least let's believe the one that we're worshiping. And I said, Lord, I'm going to sound crazy, look crazy, stuck in a, in a Pakistani wall and a bed sheet that I didn't know if it was clean or not. But I believe that the God I was preaching about was true and alive and present to those precious people. And I says, come to the front. So people came for healing. And there I started praying and rebuking in the name of Jesus, any sickness. And there was a man. And the man had a tumor, Muslim man. And he laid his hands on his tumor. So I knew he was something wrong in his stomach. The interpreter was saying he has a bar, a tumor that they found out. So we rebuked it in Jesus' name. And right there in front of the, his other Muslim friends was healed. It was gone to the point that he took up his shirt. People came up, and I'm watching this in the sky, you know, and people were taking up his shirt, and they were trying to figure out, rubbing all over this man, trying to figure out where is the tumor that he came with. He couldn't find it. And I says, would you like to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? He goes, Allah did not do this to me, but your Jesus did. Yes, I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Then there was two other ladies. This woman came up and they started telling the pastor and they started sharing with me the interpreter. It says, listen, this woman had been married, both of them. They've been married one five years, the other six years. But they've been married and they have not been able to have children. They're asking, can your Jesus heal them? I told them, my Jesus created their womb. And Jesus knows what to reset. Sometimes we just need to reset. He will reset those organs and this womb will be active. So I asked the ladies, the Christian ladies that were present, lay your hands on the womb. And they placed their hands on these Muslim women. And I prayed, thank you, Jesus. Because they will have a testimony in their village. Many times that, that they just need to know, people need to know that Jesus is still alive. And that there's power in his name. That we don't come to church for religion. We come to celebrate a living king. So I said, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we restore the function of this womb of these women in Jesus' name. So then through the interpreter, I told them, okay, we pray for you. Now you know what to do. Go and get pregnant next year. We'll see you. So, a couple months later, the pastor calls me and says, you will never hear. The two Muslim women are pregnant at the same time. The following year, and we got pictures to prove it, 
as we set up a celebration, we dedicated two babies to Jesus Christ. And you know, when we did the altar call, you know who came up to the front to accept Jesus? Their husbands. And when I asked why, he goes, we prayed for years to Allah to grant us our child. He never did. But your Jesus did. And we want to thank him that. You're telling me that those children as they're raising are not miracle babies? You're telling me that when they say, well, I heard you were your womb. How did you have this baby? Well, let me tell you some compounded faith. A testimony of a living God. A God that I didn't even serve. He touched my womb and gave me the desires of my heart. That is the Jesus I'm preaching about. That Jesus that heard, and she took from Mark 5, 29, 30. It tells you about this woman. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was sealed of her affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing what had happened, stood and asked, who touched me? Oh, what an excitement. What an excitement. I said, Holy Spirit, teach me. Teach me how to touch you like this woman touched you. Teach me how to take risks, to believe the unknown. Teach me how to have a testimony of my own. And when people say, how do you know that God exists? I want to say with my own lips, because he touched me. Because he touched me. Because Jesus healed my body, healed my spouse, healed my children. Because I saw it with my eyes. The Jesus of the Bible came alive. And the Bible says in verse 32, and he looked around to see her but who had done this thing you know what I believe that when when Jesus turned and saw her she saw what she heard about and he had compassion and healed them all the Jesus that she trusted was right in front of her like he is right So I'm ready and I'm prepared and my heart is rejoicing because there is going to be a celebration in the house of God. Today, I'm not leaving this place until Jesus is glorified. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Why testimonies are important? Because it will help you with compounding your faith. Just like her, what she heard about Jesus. Today, you have heard about Jesus. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you feel, well, it, it is so small. There was another college student, and, and she got injured, and her feet was damaged in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And she came to church in a wheelchair. And she goes, I, I, I damaged my both of my feet, and, and, I, and I can't even stand because of the pain. But I, I'm in a scholarship, and if I cannot perform, in the sport, I, they will disqualify me. That's the only reason why I got the grant, the scholarship, is to play for them. So I need my feet. So she goes, X, please, please 
pray for me. I say, Jesus already paid for the price. Jesus already knew that you got your scholarship. You think God is going to take that that he allowed you to receive in that scholarship? He's going to heal you completely. So there I remove the little stand of a wheelchair. I place my palms right under her feet. I said, do you believe that Jesus will heal you today? She goes, yes, I too believe. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I said, feet be restored, healed from the cells, organs, tendon, bones, ligaments, everything from the skin to the cell and everything in between. Let it be healed by the power of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I said, feet be healed by your creator's name. So I removed it. I said, now I want you to do something. She goes, you want me to wiggle my toes? No, I want you to jump. She goes, jump? I can't even stand because they hurt me. I want you to jump. You, you want to play sport? Oh, yeah, you can play sport in a wheelchair. Your scholarship, you need the two feet. You need to jump. So jump with me. Now, of course, the pastor's looking at me. He's thinking, liability. Do I have insurance in this? And I looked at her and I says, take risk. I'll take it. I'll take it. I hold her hand and says, you're going to jump in your sport. You're going to not only fulfill the scholarship, but you're going to do amazing things for God. Let's have a testimony today. Jump. And she grabbed and she pulled herself. And when she landed, she jumped. And when she landed back, it left. And she started to scream and she started to run around and she started running around the church. And you know who started following her? Everybody. Her mama, her daddy. Everybody's like, oh my God. We had church that day. We had church that day. They forgot everything I preached about, but they remember the young sport young lady who trusts Jesus. Lord, you have not taken me this far to see me fail. Jesus is here and he's ready. I'm ready. And the prayer team is ready. You just have to be ready yourself. So if you're sick today. Those are you that are online. I'm going to do some instruction quickly about receiving your healing and miracle. But if that is you, come to the altar. And we're going to pray together. Every single person that needs healing in your body. Doesn't matter what it is. Bones, blood, organ. Whatever healing you need. We're going to pray for it right now. We're going to pray for it right now. We're going to, we're going to trust the power of Jesus Christ. We're going to trust it. We're going to trust it. We're going to believe. Supernatural God. I serve a supernatural God. I serve a God of miracles. I choose to believe that he's not quiet. That he's not quiet. That he's still speaking. That he's still touching. I want a testimony. I want one. And if you want one, he's here. So those are you watching and those are here. We're going to worship. Just a moment. Just a moment. Because it's important for us to prophesy, okay? It's important to prophesy. Remember, she told herself, if I only touch his garment. So when you prophesy, Lord, I believe. I believe I'm here and I'm going to leave this place until I'm touched by God. You're going to heal me, Lord. Father, right here in your house, you're going to touch me from the inside of my core. 
my bones are going to react to the creator of the stars. My cells are going to react and respond to the one who knows my name. My body will be healed today and I will receive my miracle and my healing. So those online and those are here, we're going to worship in gratitude. If you know this worship, just worship God in gratitude this moment. And then we're going to pray and we're going to lay hands and then we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate of what He has done already for us. So let's worship this quickly. Let's worship together. Let's worship together. Thank you for joining us today on the Vision Church Podcast. We hope that you were able to experience God in a real and powerful way today. If you just made the decision to accept Jesus, then congratulations. We would love to celebrate with you. Visit viz.church salvation and we would love to meet you along with mailing you a free gift. We would also love to have you join us for church in person or on the Vision Network this Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Head on over to viz.church RSVP to let us know you're coming. As always, we are here for you and we love to pray for you in any way that we can. Send us a DM on Instagram at viz.church and a team member will be in touch shortly. Thanks again for joining us and God bless.